In a small town in Poland, near the city of Kovna, lived a Jewish innkeeper. His name was Avraham. He was well known in the local area as an honest businessman and a God-fearing Jew. His wife prepared delicious Jewish dishes, and members of the Polish nobility liked to visit Avraham's inn where there was never a shortage of good food and good wine. In those years, the Polish nobility had risen up against the Russian occupiers and driven them out. But lately, the Russians had reinvaded Poland and were fighting their way to Warsaw. Late one Friday afternoon, just a few minutes before Shabbos, a Russian army general with his troops arrived in the town near Avraham's inn. They settled in after a long march. The sun had already set, it was already Shabbos, when the general sent one of his officers to Avraham's inn to buy some wine. As the officer walked through the town, from every Jewish house, light was shining from the Shabbos candles. It cast an air of festivity and holiness over the otherwise dark and deserted streets. The officer came to Avraham's inn, but found that it was closed, so he went around to the family entrance in the back and knocked on the door. Avraham had just arrived home from Shul. He answered the door, dressed in his Shabbos best. The general has sent me to buy some wine, said the officer, holding a purse full of golden coins. I'm very sorry, said Avraham. It's now the Shabbos. I do not conduct any business on the Shabbos. Are you sure you won't sell me any wine? said the officer. The general will be most unhappy if you don't. But nothing the officer could say could get Avraham to change his mind. The officer returned back to the army camp and told the general what had happened. The Jew had refused to sell him any wine. The general was enraged. He sent a group of soldiers to the innkeeper to warn him if he refused to sell them wine for the general, he would face serious consequences. A while later, the four soldiers returned to the general without any wine. No wine? said the general. Why did you not bring me the wine? One of the soldiers spoke up. The Jew told us he could not sell us any wine on Shabbos. However, he sent the key to his wine cellar and suggested that perhaps you might wish to help yourself to any of his wine as his guest. Really? said the general. He wouldn't sell me a bottle of wine because of the Shabbos, but he's willing to give away all of his wine to me as his guest? What an interesting person. I must meet him. The general and his soldiers set out immediately for Avraham's inn. When Avraham opened his door to the general's knock, the general was taken aback as he absorbed the scene before his eyes. The table was covered with a white cloth, laden with tasty dishes. The Shabbos candles were shining brightly, and Yosef and his family were dressed in their Shabbos clothes, with their faces shining with delight. The general felt sorry to have disturbed this family and this beautiful atmosphere, and he was worried that he might have upset the children. Avraham greeted the general and respectfully invited him to join them in their meal. 
Avraham, said the general, are you not aware that refusing to sell provisions to the army in times of war is the same as rebellion? Surely the general knows that we Jews are forbidden to do any business on Shabbos, said Avraham. To keep the Sabbath day holy is one of the commandments given to us by God, the King of all kings. His command we must obey before any command given by human kings. However, now that you have been so gracious as to honor our house with your presence, please give us the opportunity of fulfilling another commandment, the commandment of hospitality. We would consider it a great honor if you and your soldiers would join us for our meal. Please be our guests. The general was very impressed. He sat down at the table and gestured to the soldiers that they should do the same. Never in their lives had they enjoyed such a delicious meal. Gefilte fish with chrein, chicken soup, roast chicken with tzimis, and kugel with plenty of excellent wine to wash it all down with. It was a feast fit for a king. As he was leaving, the general took out some gold coins and offered them to Avraham. But Avraham refused to accept it. General, surely you remember that we consider this special mitzvah of hospitality to be worth far more than any money you might give me. If I accept money, you're no longer my guest, but you're a client, and I lose the mitzvah of hospitality. Thank you for the privilege of hosting you. The general shook hands with Avraham wordlessly and then left. All was well, and then several years later, policemen appeared at Avraham's door and arrested him, together with some dangerous criminals and rebels. Avraham was brought to Vilna in chains. During the long investigation that followed, Avraham learned that he was accused of taking part in a new Polish conspiracy to overthrow the Russians and drive them out of Poland. The leader of the Polish rebels, Pan Kanarski, had been captured. In the documents that were found with Pan Kanarski, Avraham's Inn was mentioned as a place where members of the nobility would meet to plan their rebellion. This was proof enough that Avraham was involved in the conspiracy, so he was arrested. Avraham sat in prison, awaiting his trial, fully aware of the serious sentence that would be given to him if he was found guilty. He would be sent to Siberia, to a labor camp from which very few ever returned alive. Or perhaps he would even be shot by a firing squad. In addition to his own troubles, Avraham knew that if he were found guilty, the shadow would be cast upon all of the Jews of his town with repressions and persecutions. While he knew that all efforts would be made by the Jewish community to establish his innocence, he did not feel very confident about the outcome. His only hope was with Avinu Sheba Shamayim, our Father in Heaven, and there was nothing left for Avraham to do but daven and say to him with a broken heart, which he did constantly. One day, as he was in the middle of saying to him, the heavy door of his jail cell was opened, and a high official appeared. He was the chief inspector of the Tsar's prisons, 
on a routine check of the prison cells and the conditions in which the prisoners were kept. Avram's eyes were filled with tears, and he was unable to see properly. But the chief inspector looked at him and then exclaimed, Why, Avraham the innkeeper! Good heavens, what on earth are you doing here? Avraham wiped the tears from his eyes and looked again at the inspector. He realized that it was none other than the general that he had hosted in his house that Friday night. Believe me, general, I have done nothing wrong, said Avraham. I have always minded my own business. I've taken no part in any politics. I am innocent of everything with which I am charged. I believe you, Avraham, said the chief inspector. I will leave no stone unturned to get you out of here. I will finally be able to repay you for the friendship and hospitality that you showed me that Friday night. I've never forgotten it. The chief inspector now personally appeared before the investigating committee to vouch for the innocence of Avraham, the Jewish innkeeper. He told them in detail of his experience with the innkeeper and assured them that from his personal knowledge, he had no doubt Avraham had had no part in the conspiracy. He's nothing more than an innkeeper whose inn is open to all, said the chief inspector. In between serving his customers, he's busy with his holy books. He cannot be held accountable for the actions of customers who found his inn an attractive place to meet and have a good meal. The general's words and his great influence in the highest levels of Russian government dispelled all of the suspicions about Avraham, and he was promptly released and sent home. Great was the joy of Avraham's family when he walked in the door. Baruch Hashem, said Avraham's wife. How did this wondrous thing happen? It's very simple, said Avraham. The queen was able to intercede on my behalf. The queen? asked his wife. What queen? Why? said Avraham. The Shabbos queen, of course.